It's Kathy Opp and Deanna Brown with K2OH Solutions. We're back with you this morning, and we have a great topic uh, this morning that we want to discuss um, about uh, mentorship. That's kind of been our theme the last uh, several times, um, and, and this discussion is about if you're not a mentor, what's keeping you from being a mentor or a mentee in a program? So today we're going to reference and give a shout out to our friend Kirsten Polson, who is the founder and owner of KMP Plus House of Mentoring. Um, she is very passionate professional about mentoring and uh, brings a uh, robust depth of knowledge to uh, her practice. And we sort of took this cue from one of the um, one of the great stories in developing successful mentoring programs from her book. And so we're going to kick it off uh, with this question about um, what are you waiting for to be a mentor? It is, you know, there's a million different you know things we could talk about when it comes to mentoring, you know, it's a really uh, complex, robust um, topic. And as you and I were uh, chatting about this um, for some clients, you know, you asked the question, actually, you know, what do people wait for to be a mentor? And I think it, what it came down to is we talked about um, some demands based on generational um, mm -hmm. stage as well as um, women in particular in this case, and, you know, we're not leaving the men out of the conversation at all, but women particularly um, have some specific reasons why they probably hold back. Right. And you mentioned maybe it's um, whether you're a woman or a man in, and you're not in a mentor-mentee relationship, it might be demands of work, uh, demands of life, um, in fact. And, but women have a tendency to view um, the requirements of leadership differently than men. And um, mentorship is often, as we've talked about, viewed in this very hierarchical format when, in fact, we know that mentorship is a mutually beneficial relationship. So for women, talk to me a little bit about how women view the requirements of leadership differently and how that may be impacting why they're not stepping up. Well, you know, I think often the topic and the need in organizations for developing a formal mentorship program uh, comes up because they're facing some level of change, mm -hmm. right? There's some change management that needs to happen, and this is a piece of that solution that comes in because I think women approach change differently than mm -hmm. men do. As a group, of course, we're, we're generalizing on these things. There's always exceptions to everything. But typically, women are more relationship-oriented, right? That tends to rise um, in our sort of priority or our, our questioning often, I think, more so um, than men often. And women are typically um, very results-oriented through collaboration. Mm -hmm. So they're wanting all these different voices to come together and, and talk. And so I think that's why women um, naturally understand the need 
for a great mentorship program as you're developing leaders and as you're pushing change out into the ether um, Mm -hmm. somewhere. So, you know, I think also, though, women don't acknowledge often the value that they have to offer somebody else. I think they downplay it, right? We've heard that like a million times. You know, I've and I've felt it myself, too. too. I have nothing to offer somebody. And so that's that's really kind of this um, self-limiting, I don't want to say mine, self-limiting tape that tends to run through um, the brain. And it's that negative self-thought talk and um, also, we've heard it before, too, that um, women tend to, for example, when they're looking at job opportunities, if they don't meet the qualifications on the job opportunity, they're, they're flat out not going to uh, submit an application versus the thought of, well, I meet 75% of it and I'm a quick learner. There's, that doesn't often, as often, play into... Um, the viewpoint that women take, they take it literally and <laughs> kind of rules oriented. And we need to we need to scrap that mindset right there. Yes. And start understanding yeah. our value better. And that's where the right kind of mentor can really come in and and help. So if I'm part of an organization that's, you know, going through lots of change, I mean and face it, you know, name an organization isn't? that <laughs> yeah, isn't, isn't right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, with that and whether it's, you know, career based. So I'm, you know, I'm younger in the in the workforce and I'm trying to map out my career path and what's my next step and what do I need to do and, you know, who do I need to rely on? Who could I have as an ally to help me moving through those spaces um, as well as challenges that come into our age group, right, which is what's my retirement look like? What does retirement even mean to me? How am I, how am I going to play out the last years right. um, in the technical workforce, right? And so there's a lot of ways that mentors can really help move, um, move people through change more effectively. Right, right. And we also tend to think about mentorship in the context of career, but there's a lot of different mentorship, um, a lot of different ways um, that you can uh, be a player in, in helping an, another person. Um, and one of those is just even social mentoring. So think if you think about um, influxes of refugees into another country and how they might need uh, just a social mentor or even... Uh, people who may be living in isolated areas and and need uh, just a friend <laughs> to talk to once in a while. It doesn't have to be all about career. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be about the job in the company. And, and I think you make a great point, which is think about the people around you and, you know, what they're trying to accomplish in their life and, you know, how you may be able to step in. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know that I have, you know, the typical career or role in a company that could provide a ton of, of mentoring, you know, or you might say, gosh, you know, well, I didn't go to a four-year college. I don't have a degree. I'm not sure what I have mm-hmm. to offer. I think sometimes people get these right. mis, 
shapen views of what they have to offer. And this is really about um, maximizing the life skills that people have developed over time, mm -hmm. right? It's not mm -hmm. about the degree you have. It's not right. about how fancy your company is. Everyone has something to offer. And I think what holds people back as well is they don't have any formal training, right? The mentor has never had a mentor, right? <laughs> right. Or right. a mentor that can say, look, here's, you know, here's some tools to use to be a really effective mentor. It's not about just pulling something off the top of your head and saying, oh, let's see, I'll just give some advice, right? People really misinterpret mm -hmm. mentors mm -hmm. as advice givers. Right. And we've talked about the need to uh, study up and learn the 10 roles of, of mentorship you know, for whatever you're you're uh, supporting uh, another uh, person on, um, the other thing to think about is again, even if you if you don't have that formal training, um, what are the impacts that you could have um, by being a mentor or by seeking out a mentor and uh, being a mentee? Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, uh, part of mentorship programs is about creating community. And I know that you're really passionate about um, understanding and growing your community. So talk to me a little bit about um, how you view that role of um, mentorship in creating community and what that could do for people, the pairs. It, absolutely. And, and you're right, I'm passionate. When I look at our world's need to build these vibrant um, new communities of of people that are um, looking to the future and letting go of some of the traditional ways that humanity has always behaved and saying, you know, how can we really be the best version of ourselves? And, and it makes me think of one of my favorite places, which is um, another shout out to the Flourish Foundation out of Sun Valley, Idaho, and how they're... Um, their whole process in that, in developing young leaders and um, mindful practices and all of that is all wound together in this holistic growth um, pattern where there are other more experienced people or, or mentors coming through that way and helping people learn to be, especially young people, the best versions of themselves because that's who's going to start showing up. Right. Right. As the leaders of our world and building these vibrant, holistically developed communities mm -hmm. is, I just think, crucial to yeah. thriving. Yeah, we used to call it networking, right? We don't, yes. we don't, we don't we like don't. we don't like we don't to do call it networks, although there, there's value in understanding, you know, networks um, in terms of how they they play out in, in societal advancement. Um but communities, an, a newer term for that, and the need to link communities, right? You're, everything we do really today is how do we find these communities and ecosystems of communities that are interested in things, and maybe um, you're able to go out and reach and go in like fingers into those communities. We call those boundary spanners. Um, to create new communities, right? And and that's how we learn. That's how we tackle these the complex challenges that we're faced with today um, through communities and networks of communities and ecosystems. 
It, it is. And, you know, I look at that a little bit, too. You know, building a community um, really is made of all kinds of little sub and, and dotted line extended communities, mm -hmm. right? It's a little bit like our universe, right? You've got planets, you've got moons orbiting around each other, you've got others orbiting at different times, yet it all flows and functions as one large community. Mm -hmm. And as we do that and we support each other rather than divide, um, you know, the, the natural flow of nature should tell us that division <laughs> doesn't work well, right? right. Coming together right. and offering the things that you have to offer. I mean, I, I know and am close to several people in their 20s and 30s and every single conversation that we have I learn stuff. It causes me to challenge some of my own thinking and, mm -hmm. you know, hmm, well, what if I did do something that way? What if I shifted and approached it from that direction instead? And I'd like to think that they gain the same thing from um, from me when we talk. There's, you know, our generation has a lot of uh, a lot of life experience to offer. So we tend to be on the wisdom end, end things. of things. Right. But ironically, uh, there are so, so many young people today who've had um, some really dynamic challenges. And they have. To, to think that we're the yes. only ones with wisdom is, is a flawed <laughs> belief it, as well. It is. So, um, Absolutely. And again, that's the value of getting out there, um, you know, saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn. I'm going to have personal growth within myself if I volunteer to be a mentor or decide that um, I would like to be mentored by someone well, else. It's really about l learning to truly listen to people's stories, mm -hmm. right? Not making assumptions, not just saying, well, you know, here's the path and here's how you get from A to B to Z uh, on this, right? But truly listening to how they're thinking about it, how they're approaching things. Because to your point, the world has thrown a lot of stuff at the youngest generation so right. far, right? Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if it was, but it certainly felt a whole lot calmer um, uh, when I was uh, going through that same period of yeah, life. Yeah, when all we did was pick up our bicycle and, and know, pretty much pedal to the park. Off we go, and <laughs> right. yeah, clearly there was stuff going on in the yeah. world. But I think you know, just that alone is um, is one of the most valuable pieces. In having a mentor, it can feel kind of lonely no matter what stage in life you're at, right? If mm -hmm. you don't really have someone that's trusted that you can holistically, you know, I look at mentoring too. We've said, oh, you know, it's just, it's a career. Most people approach it that way. How do I get into this role and rise to middle management? And I want to be the CEO. And that's all fine. But a huge portion of effective mentoring is learning and listening to that person because who they are, how they're wired, what they feel like they're faced with, that's playing directly in to the career path if, if you're going to talk about the careers, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Plus it also gives you the, that sounding board and, um, and hearing someone else's story, um, which storyteller is, is uh, one of the roles, um, gives you a sense of connection that um, I'm normal, right? This, yes. is, this is normal, um, or some permutation of that, and, and how might I navigate my way through my normal? Um, the other thing I think that is um, sort of a vestige of the past with mentorship is that it always has to be in person. 
and uh, we know <laughs> the world has changed, and um, it. We also know from the work um, of our colleague uh, Kirsten that you can have just as effective mentorship programs virtually, and, and sometimes that may be the only way that people have access to a mentorship program. And when structured properly, um, with the cadence and with the skills, it, it can be very powerful as well. And so encourage, we would encourage people to um, maybe reframe how mentorship works, although we're, I'm a firm believer in, yeah, you get that personal touch and if there's an opportunity meet in person that's going to be really powerful but you can also have a really robust mentorship experience virtually and and many folks around the globe that may be their only access absolutely yeah it does just you know it's not likely to happen to physically meet in person although to your point it's you know, there's there's beauty in being in the same energetic space mm -hmm. um, with people, and you know, uh, you know the objections often that come forward or the excuses, uh, if you will, I, you know, I don't have time. I, you know, raising a family, my job is too demanding. I'm involved with you know this organization and that volunteer effort and you know, sports events and you know, there's all a million things circling around all the time. And I think, and that's absolutely true. And there are seasons in our life when we literally don't have extra to give. So, mm -hmm. you know, I I think the I think the answer to that too is don't say yes when it really should be a no. Yeah. Right. If you're right. in a season where that really is a heavy level of demand coming at you from all different kinds of paths. Don't go, oh, yes, okay, you don't want to be that overachiever because you're really not doing yourself as well as the mentee because right. this should be a winning dynamic Mutual, duo. beneficial relationship. The other thing to seek out is if you're new to mentorship, um, you maybe you're not in a formal program, You there's ways to learn about um, the 10 roles of mentorship, but also find, again, going back to community, find a mentor community um, where you can talk with other mentors and uh, gain experiences to, you know, what other issues people are um, discovering as they're mentoring others. And this can be very powerful and, and help perhaps ease your mind that you're not ready or you don't have the skills because you're going to find in that mentor community a lot of different levels of experience and knowledge and people and and again it's it's all about sharing what you um, have experienced in life and how you might be able to um, to help another well and I think two people often have the misconception that one mentor needs to be everything that I need right now too you know when I referenced oh it's kind of a holistic approach to everything mm -hmm. uh, that can be true I also know and have experienced myself um, dedicated mentors for different things. I might have a spiritual mentor. Mm -hmm. I might have a you know physical health, um, nutritional you know mentor. I might have one just for my career. You know, I mean, you don't have to limit yourself to one, and um, but you laser focus mm -hmm. that relationship. So yeah. hence the reason it's really critical to build a great community around yourself that's yes. designed to be a two-way win, you know? How how can they add value to your life 
and what can you contribute to theirs? And I, th I think that is a great challenge to say, oh, if I don't feel like I can, uh, if I bring enough to the table, which I hope we've convinced you that everybody <laughs> it, it, it can bring uh, something to the table, the great challenge is that there's a variety of mentorship. There's a variety of ways you can mentor uh, career, social, nutrition. Maybe that's your jam and uh, that's your line of work. And it's there's so many ways that you can um, just dip a toe into this and feel the personal growth and rewards you would have by mentoring someone else or being in a mentee, being a mentee mm -hmm. in a program. Um, so, you know, just encourage people to try it, to try it out, see what that brings. Absolutely. Try some mentoring. Think about what you're passionate about, right? Is it really um, youth? You know, would you like to mentor junior high, high school age? Would you like to do someone within your, your organization um, with that? Does it take on a more social form? Mm -hmm. um, that are the people that are coming into the fabric of our society here that, you know, would benefit by some direction and, and you gain by learning um, about their, their, their life and their values. And, Absolutely. Yeah. So think about the things that really kind of light you up mm -hmm. and consider, consider a shot at it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. What's holding you back from being a mentor? And as you know, by now, part of what we like to share in our podcasts is um, some cool information about grapefruits. And uh, so Deanna has got a share for us today um, on the nutritional benefits of grapefruit. And not is it a recipe today or oh, is it? It's just kind of a way to utilize it, there frankly. I mean, you know, for those of you that, that haven't heard before, you know, part of the reason the history that came up in us um, naming this podcast Pink Grapefruit uh, was because pink grapefruit has um, some specific properties that really allow us to be at our best physiologically, right? When mm -hmm. we're at our best physiologically, we're a better human in the workforce as well, right? We feel better. We're operating at a higher level, those mm -hmm. types of things. And um, you know, so that was a piece to the story of how pink grapefruit came up, uh, kind of as a mini superfood to support yeah. this whole effort. And so once in a while, we leave you with a, a thought on something to do. So quite often, people are looking for ways to kind of jazz up some team meetings or things like that. One time we told you, hey, you know, here's a recipe to make some um, a drink. Um, bring that in. It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And today we just want to mention, you know, pink grapefruit. Um, could also be used to jazz up some salsa. Yeah. So if you're looking for a way to add um, lycopene, which is one of grapefruit's super um, compounds in it, reduces stroke risk um, by quite a bit. So who wouldn't want that? So this week, pick up a few grapefruit, section it out, um, get leave the membrane on if you want. That apparently is also um, filled with um, a great new component as well that adds into nutrition but if you don't like that slice it up and throw it in some salsa throw it on top of fish or chicken yeah or that sounds great in a for, salad yeah salad yeah. a really light kind of salsa yep with grapefruit in it i love it i'm Absolutely. gonna try that so yeah 
Thanks for joining us today for the Pink Grapefruit Podcast. If you would like assistance with organizational culture alignment, mentorship programs, strategic directioning, process optimization, or leader development, talk to us. Absolutely. Find out more about our cutting-edge services at k2ohsolutions.com, where we're committed to elevating organizations of character. And if you like this podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button and join us every week. Until next time.